During this episode, we spend time with Colby Takeda, co-founder and CEO of Parasuite, a game-changing company pioneering tech-enabled community health workers to address social drivers of health. With a career-improving community well-being through social determinants programs, Colby saw technology's potential to empower this workforce. While together, Colby shares how Parasuite's platform captures data, coordinates care, and tracks outcomes to elevate community health workers' impact. Additionally, we discuss the invaluable but untapped role these workers play in building trust and relationships with patients where health systems can't reach and how connecting them to resources, social programs, and care coordination closes important health and care gaps. By making these workers scalable, Colby sees healthcare finally utilizing community assets for equitable access. Join us for this passionate and impactful conversation. Let's go. Welcome to Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli, where we highlight and speak with the innovators, the game changers, and the pioneers who are deeply passionate and relentless in solving the problems our world is facing today. This is your opportunity to connect with and learn from these leaders and to support them on their mission. Perhaps they will soon be hearing your story as well. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you on this journey with us. Hi, Colby. A big welcome to our podcast today. Excited to be here. Well, given your dedication to improving community well-being through population health management programs, policy change, and technology solutions, particularly around the social determinants of health, I'm honored to have this conversation today. But before we dive in, a bit of housekeeping. While listening to any of our episodes, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast. You will automatically receive episode updates in your podcast player. Simply search Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli and Apple Podcasts. Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And lastly, please visit the bottom of the episode notes to connect with me on LinkedIn and Twitter in order to further the conversations occurring on this podcast. All right, Colby, it's always time for our community to learn how you and the Parasuite team are working to empower community health workers and better address the social determinants of health. But first, what's that one piece of advice that you would give to others who are passionate about reimagining the health of our world? I would say, you know, just don't overthink it. You know, whatever you can do to get started quicker, faster, cheaper. I tell people all the time that Parasuite probably made our first, you know, million dollars without a, even a software solution. We put together Google Forms and Typeform. We use, you know, spreadsheets and paper checklists. And we just started tinkering around and, and iterating. I've been running quickly as possible and getting that feedback and using that data and feedback to improve, um, helped us design the right platform to build when we were ready. But most people just take too long and they think that you need software and a cool solution to go out there and sell your product. But it really isn't the case. I think getting out there, getting the feedback, iterating, improving the team processes is how you can get the best solution possible. I love it. Two big things right there that I absolutely love. One, it's the KISS method. Keep it simple, stupid. Sometimes it's just, you know, get back to basics. There's nothing wrong with that. And then, and most importantly, which I absolutely love, Colby get out of your office, get out of your proverbial think tank, if you will, and go start doing, right? Get in front of your customer, get in front of your end user, because we can sit there and pontificate all we want in our glass house that's perfect and it's perfectly arranged. It's all these great ideals, but until you get into the messiness of it all, until you get on the ground and start working with those end users, I believe that's where the magic happens. And it sounds that's exactly what you and the team have been doing. Colby, is that also part of the culture. I mean, sure, it can come from the CEO to do that as you first for building the company. And really, it might be you and just a couple other folks, but as you have grown as an organization, 
Have you held on to that culture and that belief that get out there and do, keep it simple, iterate, make sure you're getting that feedback from those end users? Is that part of the culture of Parasuite? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the team is growing quite rapidly, but to this day, our engineers, our CTO, my CTO, Nick Lockett, I myself go on the field and do this work with our platform. Uh, we're meeting people on the ground. I was probably about ranked the highest uh, for the amount of calls and check-ins that we made on our first year. And I was really proud of that as a CEO, still being able to interact with the patients and the people that we're serving and supporting. And to this day, some of our engineers have actually gone through and become certified community health workers or read about the field just to really understand what the users are and their experience and being able to design and build a platform that is for them. It really comes down to understanding and understanding their workflows and getting to know their that workforce and persona. Oh man, this is great stuff. You're teeing us up perfectly, Colby. I cannot wait to discuss more who those users are, what that experience has been like, and what all the good things that are happening within the Parasuite team as you guys continue your rapid growth. We're going to unpack all that and more after we get back from thanking our community champion sponsor. Located in Denver, Colorado's nationally ranked River North District, Catalyst is a healthcare innovation campus that brings together stakeholders from across the industry to accelerate innovation and drive real, lasting change our nation desperately needs. From established organizations to startups, from accelerators to advocacy organizations, and from medical schools to global companies, everyone at Catalyst works side by side to create, develop, refine, and bring to market cutting-edge innovations that will fundamentally transform healthcare as we know it. With industry leaders like Medical Group Management Association, Olive, Medical Solutions, UC Health, Cirrus MD, and many others calling Catalyst home, along with innovative pioneers visiting from across the nation, Catalyst continually fosters their foundational belief that collaboration and partnerships will move the healthcare industry forward. To virtually tour Catalyst and claim your space on campus or host an upcoming event, visit CatalystHealthTech.com or visit the top of the episode notes and click on their link. All right, we are back with Colby Takeda, co-founder and CEO of Parasuite. Colby, thank you so much for setting the stage on the front end of this podcast. A very exciting time at Parasuite. We're going to talk about the explosive growth that you talked about and also to talk about what that end experience is like for your end users, your customers, and the folks that are deeply involved with Parasuite. But of course, I also want to discuss how did this all come together in the first place? You weren't a serial CEO prior to this. I want to know those aha moments, how it came to be. Take us behind the scenes of how Parasuite even launched, where you got the ideas, et cetera. Then of course, we want to look current state, who you are serving, how things are going in the marketplace, and then of course, where things are heading. I want our community to know what are you seeing kind of in that kind of future state where things are heading, not only for the industry, but for you as well as an organization. And of course, how we can be helping you. But let's take it back a bit. Colby, take our community into how this even began in the first place, almost three years old now as a startup. How did it all begin? Yeah, going back to my college days and, and doing some first internships, I was actually in the community health, public health space. And working on the ground in the community, tackling issues like methamphetamine prevention or increasing physical activity. It's not the most innovative ways to improve population health. And so that was one thing. You know, first, people love spreadsheets. People love brochures. People love giving out posters and having this cool slag of how to help people improve. But it wasn't tech forward. It wasn't involving in a, a scalable methods of increasing community health and saving the healthcare system lots of money. So certainly it wasn't the way that you can really scale these programs and services. 
I then took a job working in senior living. I was actually helping a older adults community for people with dementia who were needed some assistance, um, a senior living community. Uh, I was the administrator at the time. And ironically, there was actually a company that was innovating out in Hawaii. They had a new platform and they would actually come in and work with us. And we became one of their first customers. They were literally taking some of the work I was doing on Photoshop and building these screens that would then present the calendar of activities. And they were turning into a, a tech platform that could they sell to us, but also organizations around the country. Since then, they've grown up, they've exploded, they got acquired. And I kept thinking to myself, you know, they were literally taking my ideas, my solutions, and making a ton of money off of that. And I was just doing it all for free. Uh, <laughs> thinking back, I'm like, you know, should have gone back and asked for equity or something. But I just thought they could be creative and take a problem that we're having and a solution that we're innovating in and go out there and sell it to hundreds of communities and make lots of money. Like, why couldn't we make do this yourself and, and create that impact that I wanted to see? And so I actually left a senior living. I started working for a tech company, a share care. I was actually on their Blue Zones project team. And the Blue Zones project, we were all about collecting a ton of data around the social determinants of health and looking at opportunities to improve population health through food access programs, technology, helping people get active transportation solutions into their life, looking at how we can make work sites and restaurants and grocery stores cleaner and healthier and happier places that people can shop and engage in healthy best practices. It was one thing that we were missing, I would say, is that we didn't have real solutions for the end users using that data. We weren't able to make the data actionable in real time. And so during the pandemic, I started doing some work with community health workers. The pandemic was a time where community health workers really uh, blew up. For those who aren't familiar with community health workers, these are really the frontline public health workers. During the pandemic, these are people that were out in the community helping people get vaccinated, helping people find local resources. They're trusted members of the communities they serve. They have that lived experience. Maybe they were previously homeless themselves or had a justice history, or maybe they are in an underserved community and remote community where healthcare resources aren't readily available. These are really the best people that can help with understanding social needs, helping to get people connected to these resources, helping them navigate the complicated healthcare system and really be that advocate. And so I started teaching health, community health worker courses, and really that's where it began. I recognized the value that community health workers brought to the healthcare system. I recognize the need for them to have better solutions to collect and provide resources and track that outcome and really partner with the healthcare system. You know, these community health workers, sometimes they don't have high school degrees, diplomas. They haven't gone to college. They haven't got the training that other healthcare providers have, but they are amazing at building those, those relationships, building that trust and getting people connected. And without understanding how to code or track time or be able to work with a, the complicated healthcare system that we see with EHRs and CRM tools, they really weren't able to partner with community health organizations and the kind of needs that these health plans and providers have. And so we really saw opportunity to build a solution for them and really get them better connected to these health systems. And, and that's what Parasuit's all about. How do we work with community-based providers, community health workers in various settings, whether it's a, a small CBO or a YMCA or a housing site? How do we help them better communicate and partner with health systems, health plans? And how do we use that data to really solve the problems that we're seeing and then actually get helping get paid for this? Because they're saving the healthcare system a ton of money and to this day haven't been really relying on any of the healthcare system to fund their programs and services, really relying on just grants and, and tracking things on paper and spreadsheets. And so that's really the problem we're trying to solve. Well, thank you for teeing that up, Colby, and setting the stage for I know what's going to be a 
fascinating, exciting conversation because everything you just mentioned, I couldn't agree more with you. The community health workers can really be one of our big pillars that we should be relying on to move the health and wellness of our of our communities for. But Colby, when you first started, a, a, you know, Parasuite, and I'm a big fan of yours and the company because you were also part of an organization that I am just in love with, and it's Startup Health. And I know part of Startup Health, they always teach all of you as health transformers to look where the needs are in the, in the out there and, and scan the marketplace and, and see where we can deliver solutions to help move the health and wellness of our communities forward. And so with that, Colby, and some of that training that you have received, and when you first started these ideas, did you look around and were there no solutions out there? Like, you know, sometimes the best solutions or the best products or technologies after they have, you know, hit a home run and they're huge and worth multi-billions of dollars. So that we're then like, oh yeah, well, duh, of course that makes sense now. But at the time, were you looking at the marketplace doing a scan and was no one solving this and for any reasons why they weren't? Yeah, parachutes are quite a bit since launching. We first started off building software for students who were reaching out to older adults who were lonely in their homes and, and challenges finding food resources and transportation options and all the things that we know impact health outcomes that weren't being addressed by the healthcare system, those social drivers of health. We then realized that the community health worker workforce was a talented, incredible team of, of individuals that work in the community on the ground level and had access to these members. And you know, they went to the same churches together. They saw each other at the grocery stores. These are really accessible individuals that would help with healthcare, but weren't necessarily clinicians or credentialed professionals. And so, you know, working with these community health workers, we, we saw that they were all doing different types of things. They were screening people at grocery stores. They were meeting people in their community, doing these public education events, providing demos of, of how to cook healthy food, doing, you know, these, these, cooking demonstrations with healthy and fresh food and didn't teach them how to use SNAP benefits. And so finding different ways to engage community members. But the way they were tracking their outcomes was literally on paper and spreadsheets and doing these paper assessments that wouldn't actually translate to any long-term evaluation of how their health is being impacted. We saw people with their lists and lists of, of notepads and things to do, you know, call Mrs. Lee on Friday because she needs a reminder about her appointment on Saturday. Um, you know, check in with Joe because he submitted his SNAP application. It was all done on paper lists or maybe an Excel spreadsheet somewhere. Another individual we were working with um, was a community health worker. He had a desk full of sticky notes that literally told him how to drive his daily activities, You know who to reach out to, what their program or, or service they're trying to get onboarded to was, You know what missing pieces were, uh, maybe forms that weren't being completed or missing documentation that someone needed for their HUD housing application. And so we knew there was a better way to, to manage this. We also saw a lot of community health workers juggling, you know, one computer opened up with the screening tool, another uh, screen that had the phone system, maybe it was a voice over IP system, or maybe they're calling to their desk phone, another system with local resources, and we wanted to put it all on one platform. And that's really how we learned that there was really a lack of technology innovation in this space. And that the big opportunity was, how do we make this the lives of these community health workers simpler and easier so they can have more impact? They can do more with their members. They can help provide that closed loop referral and really close the gap on addressing these challenges at scale. Wow. Very exciting. And that's exactly as we started on the front end of this podcast. This is exactly how you find out. You get in the field, you test, you iterate and see what the needs are out there. So Colby, let's go current state. Who is Parasuite? What are you solving? And then of course, we'll then discuss what's that feedback from those end users like. But first hit us with that elevator pitch. Who is Parasuite? Yeah, so Parasuite is now building a social care navigation platform specifically for community health workers. 
but we're also serving promotoras and representatives, you know, health coaches, anyone, these lay workers that are out in the field doing these screenings and assessments, doing the health education, the navigation of these resources and doing referrals or providing that ongoing support and advocacy. They're in multiple different settings. Sometimes you'll see them in other co-op and health centers. Maybe they're in community-based organizations or working in public housing, sometimes even in healthcare systems or working for health plans. And so anywhere you can find a community health worker, we could be the tool for them to better capture data, make it actionable, provide the ongoing support with getting onto social programs like SNAP or, or different housing agency programs, helping them get connected to other resources and do referrals and getting that ROI back, that evaluation to say that we're making a difference and this is why, or this is the kind of money we're saving and that's why the healthcare system should pay us. That's the kind of problems we're trying to solve with these organizations, with community health workers. Both, we have a platform for community health workers, but we also do some services ourselves. We have our own internal team of community health workers and we do some work with certain health plans and providers as well. But really that platform is that tool to really upskill, empower, and enable these community health workers to do more. And from a business perspective for, for Parasuite, who do you call on initially? Is it the decision makers at the FQHCs or health system payers or others? You mentioned a lot of different players within this very complicated healthcare industry. Who does Parasuite you know, look to for those decisions to be made to basically implement or adopt these solutions? Yeah, I mean, that's the exciting thing. Everyone's trying to figure out how to work with community health workers you know, in different settings, payers, providers, nonprofits. No one really knows how to. And it's really because you can't scale the type of work they do. They're specialized field and types of things they do, that type of hands-on person-centered approach isn't something you can automate necessarily with AI and machine learning. You really have to think about how can you use technology to guide and uplift and empower these workers. And some of these workers don't have tech literacy. They aren't you know, actively in communities where connectivity is strong and broadband might be an issue. They're in remote areas where resources aren't readily available. And you have to innovate and think differently about how we can solve these problems in real time. And so our platform is really designed to help these workers in all types of settings. We started off working with community-based organizations. These are groups that were really called on during the pandemic to support the needs of, of the Medicaid population, of older adults, people who are homeless, doing street medicine. These community-based organizations were that really that lifeline to support with these social mental health and and we realized that, you know, if you really wanted to make this a sustainable, mo- sustainable model and help these organizations get funding from the health plans and, and providers, we have to get the data they needed to show those outcomes around quality improvements, around closing HEDIS and STARS gaps, around addressing engagement with health plan members and keeping them from churning off the health plan and getting the data that the health plans needed to get their NCQA or other accreditations for those state Medicaid contracts. And so we start off with community-based organizations. We started actually selling our software to other digital health companies that were trying to also incorporate community health workers into their models. And then the payers got interested. You know, they started coming to us and said, hey, we're trying to execute on this community health worker benefit in our state, or we want to involve community health workers in closing our ease gaps around colorectal screenings or around annual wellness visits, around getting people to take less medications around their asthma or get asthma action plans together. Hey, how do we do this? How do we build this out with you? Can we work with you? And so we started getting the health plans to buy into the platform and started paying us to do this work. They also started paying us to give our software to their partners that they wanted to build in the community. You know, they already had relationships with these community-based organizations. Maybe it's a public housing site. And they knew that with our platform, they can help better collaborate with these groups. And so our platform is now being used across 14 different states across the US in over 35 different organizations. We have organizations using our platform 
at the community level, and they have multiple subcontracted organizations under them. So they have these it's kind of this community hub motto, I would say. So really, it's across the board, payers, providers, community-based organizations, everyone who's trying to uplift and upskill the community health worker workforce is our customer. Well, Colby, that's exciting feedback in regards to all those end users who get to be able to touch the platform. It's incredibly important, as you mentioned, uplifting and upscaling those uh, community workers. But of course, you know, we can build all the software we want. We may think that our software is the best thing since sliced bread, but you know as well as I do, it's the end user feedback that matters most. How's that feedback been from those end users? There's quite a few of them, so feel free to take it where you like. But what's that feedback been like from those end users using your platform? Yeah, great question. You know, the core platform that we have was really based on the workflows, the things that community healthers really do in their day-to-day. Really, they were the driving force behind our platform, and we we're building this for them to help them do their jobs easier, help the organizations that they're part of make their lives simpler by being able to track data in one a simple way, one central place where they can actually do all of their operations, be able to track time, do billing, coding, all the things that we know as times being challenging for these individuals and these organizations. So the feedback from organizations and the community health workers are key. Over the course of the past two years, we've learned a lot about the different challenges that these individuals face, whether it be digital literacy or technical challenges with uh, being able to work with data across different devices and across different systems. Uh, we learned about on the different types of administrative burdens that they might have with building and tracking codes and, and doing time. We've learned about the different skill levels from different staff members. Some have you know, 20 plus years of experience, but haven't necessarily worked on computers before, or others have you know, a simple um, certificate program that they completed for community health worker training, but maybe don't have that technical skills of being able to work in the building and coding side of things and be able to work in the community with different populations. So you know, we really looked at how can the platform really uplift and empower these groups to do their job. We've been able to be really close as a small organization. We were able to be part of the implementation, part of the feedback loop, part of the user testing, and get that feedback straight to our engineers. Our CTO has been really involved in that process. Most recently, we've been able to expand our implementation and customer success team, and that's really helped to get feedback. And they really drive any ideas that we have for future development. So when we have a thought or a concept of how we want to go and build out our platform to serve more individuals or more groups or make it easier for groups to utilize our platform, we really like to validate it with, with customer feedback. We like sharing it with some of our customers and, and getting their insights. And, and of course, we always look to NPS and other uh, metrics to evaluate how we're doing in that process. And uh, we were also really happy we, we brought on our first technical product manager. I was going to help us roadmap our next steps of, of how we develop our product and how we expand the sort of things that I can do. And so we're excited for the future and continuing to uh, support those who are primarily using our software, which is the community health workers and the community-based organizations. And how much do team members at Parasuite, how much do they enjoy getting that feedback and hanging out and spending time with those end users? I got to imagine that has got to be incredibly fulfilling. Yeah, they really love, you know, getting close to the impact that we're creating with our software. You know, we also have that uh, tech-enabled services side of the business. So our staff are actually using the software to make calls to real individuals. Uh, we've actually had some sprints where we've got engineers and different non-community health workers on our team to use the software and call real people and actually experience what it's like to be a community health worker. We actually even had community health workers being trained from our technical team. So one engineer went through a certificate program. Um, others bought the book on how to become a community health worker. So it's great to see them really embrace this new workforce and different skills that they have and really get in the community and see how their platform is making a difference. 
Oh, it's so exciting. I love hearing that. I love to hear that some of your team members are actually going through and getting this certification. That is what it's all about. It's fantastic. Well, Colby, let's go ahead and take the proverbial crystal ball off the shelf, look into it a bit. Let's look a little future state. I, I have a firm belief what you and the team are up to is going to be one of those mechanisms that can help with the crisis in front of us in regards to leveraging all types of care team members to help with getting the health of our country back on the right track. And so with that, what are you seeing as well, Colby, not just for a parasuite, but also just writ large, where do you see this kind of world that you guys are working on to continue to innovate in? Where do you see things heading over the next two to three, three to five years? And what should we be contemplating as an audience listening in? What are the things that you're seeing and what are the things that we should be mindful of? Yeah, absolutely. You know, these organizations that have been doing these on the ground, in the community, outreach and engagement and navigation have for many years working in their own silo. You know, they haven't necessarily worked with health providers. They've definitely never worked with health plans. You know, there's lots of partners that they might collaborate with, but really it's just on a friendly, you know, pick up the phone and connect them to the organization down the street who may serve, you know, community health, community members with food or a transportation need or caregiving services. So really it's how do we take this to the next step? How do we work with other partners in the healthcare sphere, looking at health providers and payers, everything from diagnostic companies to data companies, looking at analytics, how do you create that interoperability and make it easy for these community-based organizations who you know, might not speak in billing codes and the ICD-10 codes, but can now work with providers to give them the data to make better decisions for the care patients. That's really the next step. How do we connect the dots between the healthcare ecosystem and, and make this all supportive of the member and making the best decisions possible. So that's definitely where we're headed. We're doing a lot of work with other platforms and doing some integrations with them, whether it's EHR integrations, looking at building software integrations, looking at other data tools, other ways to collect information and use that to drive the actions of the community health workers. Um, That's really key. But then of course, how do we connect the dots and see the ROI? So looking at downstream impacts of community health worker benefit programs, looking at the cost savings, the reduced ER visits, the increased engagement with things like vaccinations or annual wellness visits. These are all really, really key. We're also seeing you know, expansion of where community health workers can actually work. You know, Think about one day you might see community health workers in their library, which we're actually already doing, uh, in public housing sites, in grocery stores, in, in the community where they're actually connecting. We know about quite a bit of retailers now exploring how community health workers can increase the adoption of medication adherence programs or utilizing healthy food programs in grocery stores. And so it's really great to see community health workers being embraced in different settings. And of course, because social determinants of health really, you know, passes over multiple industries and sectors, we're really excited to see how our platform can also serve those groups as well. Very exciting. And thank you for sharing that for our audience. I know a lot of folks tuning in are very passionate about this area of health and healthcare. Thank you for sharing a little bit of what's on the horizon for not only you and the team, but of course, on more on the macro side as well. So we'll put the crystal ball back on the shelf. Colby, we'll bring it back to current state. Of course, we have, again, an amazing community rally around the podcast. They'd love to help our guests out. What's one problem, need, or question that you and the team have that we can be helping you with? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we're really looking forward to getting better insights from the clinical side of the business. Um, you know, healthcare at the end of the day relies on data and information from clinicians and and health insurance companies. We love being able to partner with groups that have insights on, on what the needs and interests of health plans and providers are. You know, how could a provider one day take data from our platform and use it to improve how they provide care for their patients? How do they, you know, use this data and not burden them with more information, but 
help them make better decisions and help to inform patients about their care. Or maybe it's the nurse, or maybe it's the front desk receptionist that can help and use this data. And so being able to get insights from industry leaders, executives who understand the financial mechanisms that will drive the healthcare system to adopt community health workers is really key because it, at the end of the day, it helps the patients get better care because now they have access to community health worker. It helps the community health workers themselves and the community-based organizations that are employing these community health workers. And if this can reduce the burden of providers and increase the opportunities for payers to engage in preventative care, everyone wins. Well, for our community, excited to talk about these topics and maybe have some conversations with you and the team. How do they get a hold of your contact points online, social media handles, or otherwise, how do they reach out to you? Yeah, absolutely. You know, people can feel free to email me anytime. We're getting quite large as an organization, but I love talking to partners and potential industry leaders and customers and just getting that feedback myself. As a CEO, I think it's part of my job to be out in the community and listening to organizations and listen to industry feedback. So feel free to email me anytime, uh, colby at parasuite.com. Of course, you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm pretty active there, as well as on Twitter at X. Not as active there, but certainly they can ping me and we can connect by Zoom or, or do a call. So yeah, thanks so much for anyone in advance uh, for reaching out. We really love partnering with groups and seeing how community health workers can be elevated in your sector or industry. And together, we can really address this social needs crisis that we're seeing and really be part of the solution. Well, for our community tuning in, just simply scroll on down into the podcast player that you're listening this episode on and find those contact points online for Colby and the team. Of course, you can head over to our free global online community as well at passionatepioneers.com. There will be a post for Colby's episode and all of those contact points online, as well as an opportunity to leave any feedback, comments, questions, or otherwise on that post. Again, over at passionatepioneers.com. Well, Colby, thanks again for joining up with us. This has been an exciting conversation. Love everything that you and the team are doing at Parasuite. And of course, may have to check in down the road, see how things are going. But for now, we're going to wind this down before we let you get out of here. We have one more piece for you. It's a fill in the blank. I'm a passionate pioneer because... I know that relationships matter and community health workers can build better relationships and address social determinants of health and address health equity challenges that we're seeing across the country. So we're excited to be part of that pioneering and supporting groups as they make on this journey and promote positive health outcomes. Oh, absolutely. Well, thank you so much. What a great way to finish off this interview, Colby. Again, thank you so much for joining up with us. I know how busy you and the team are. So thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with our community. Wishing you nothing but the best. But again, Colby, thank you for being with us today. Thanks so much, Mike. Thank you for joining us today on Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. We'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast so we can continue to improve this community and to further support the pioneers being featured. Lastly, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and invite your friends and colleagues to join us. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you back with us during our next episode.